Hello and welcome back to the Empowerment Podcast with Alice Lilly. My name is Alice and this podcast is designed to help empower you to live your happiest, healthiest life. So going in with episode number seven, today we're going to be talking about busting nutrition myths that you may have previously heard in the past and explaining through them, kind of chatting a little bit about like what or where the truth might have come from behind people to believe these kinds of myths or sound like kind of word for myths I don't know I can't think but yeah so let's go straight in so starting with the first one that I got which was not eating after six or that it's bad for you to eat after 6 p.m now where this would have come from or where people might have like you know said stopping eating after six it's kind of like a weight loss tactic it's windowed eating it's like intermittent fasting almost that if you stopped eating at a certain time period you know you're essentially cutting out a window of when you would be eating therefore savoring from the calories that you would eat in that time period so you if you stopped eating at six you know you might be someone who sits in front of the tv and eats crisps chocolate like whatever And you're then cutting that out because you're not eating after 6 p.m. You know, there's nothing bad about you eating after 6 p.m. at all. There's nothing bad about you eating at 10 p.m. If you like if your schedule or day ends up like that, that you need to be eating later in the day, it's not bad at all. You might weigh heavier the next day due to having an undigested food or eating a larger meal like late at night. But it's not bad for you to eat after 6 p.m. It's like it's you're therefore just cutting out the calories from stopping eating after 6 p.m., the calories that you would be eating. So essentially, you know, that would elicit weight loss. And then people would then get behind saying, oh, you know, we should stop eating at 6 p.m. Or, you know, eating after 6 p.m. is bad. You know, what is bad about it? Nothing. So it's absolutely, totally fine to eat after 6 p.m. So the next one I got was that salt is bad and to avoid having salt. Now your body uses salt to balance fluids within the body um, and in the bloodstream and maintain healthy blood pressure. So it is actually essential for you to have salt as part of your diet. It's also essential for nerve and muscle function. But like over time, over long-term consistent um, high consumption of salt, this would then put you at risk of like, diseases, kidney problems, blood, high blood pressure, um, that sort of thing. But it is actually essential for us to have salt as part of our diet. You know, salt does play a function within our body. However, what we might have been misled or misheard or, you know, where misconceptions might have come from around salt. I know the um, person who inputted this into the the question box said that, like salt makes you bloated. So what can happen if we over consume salt in large quantities in one go is that we can then become dehydrated and then become bloated from that. That is normal from a large consumption of salt in one sitting. But that doesn't mean that salt in general like is bad and that we shouldn't have salt. I remember once I went to the cinema and had like salt pop, salt popcorn I don't know if anyone else agrees I think salt popcorn so much nicer than sweet popcorn I mean my friend like oh, I had we I think we shared a popcorn or maybe I had one of my own on my for myself and you know when I mean, you just literally spend the entire film just eating it 
And I looked down at my hands afterwards and oh my God, I was like, they are not my fingers. Like those fingers do not belong to me. I'd never seen my hands like swell before. And then it was because I'd eaten the popcorn, like just all of that salty popcorn throughout the, throughout the meal. And I think I probably had like a, like a diet Coke or something. So I hadn't drank like any water or anything. And just had a large amount of salt with my hands literally ballooned it was so weird um but yeah that's kind of like what can happen within our body um when we consume too much salt in like one sitting or something like that but salt is not bad so we don't need to avoid having salt in, within the diet you know I always add salt to my food um pink Himalayan salt is lovely um so moving on to the next one is that carbs make you gain weight. Now, I think that I was speaking about this in, was I speaking about this in another podcast? I can't remember. I feel like I talk in so many places, like doing lives for my clients, talking on Instagram stories, doing the podcast. Like I forget what I say and where, but carbs, eating carbs does not make you gain weight. And eating like eating one type of food or eating like a specific food, for example, like saying carbs make you gain weight, chocolate makes you gain weight, takeaways make you gain weight. A calorie surplus is what makes us gain weight. Eating in a calorie surplus, which is eating more calories in a day than what we than what our body is burning, so consuming more calories than what our body is burning, is a calorie surplus. And that is how we cause fat gain, weight gain. So no one food or one macronutrient group is going to make you gain weight unless you are eating it in overconsumption to then be in a calorie surplus. Um, but where, like, you know, where people might have got their facts, I say in, in like inverted, um, what's it called? In, in like, what's it called when you do the little bunny things? <laughs> it's not called bunny things oh like you know what I mean quotation marks speech marks you know I, I'm doing it but you're right imagine the two fingers you know what I'm do you know what I mean <laughs> this is why I love the podcast because I literally just chat waffle and laugh at myself but and I actually forgot what I was even bloody talking about um yeah, so where people might have got their facts from or what they think are facts about this is that for, so when we eat carbohydrates, they're broken down into glucose for us to metabolize them, some carbohydrates are. And then we store um, this in the body as glycogen. And for every one gram of glycogen that we store within the body, we store an additional three grams of water. So when you eat, for example, a higher carbohydrate meal, you would then be storing more water as you are, you know, metabolizing and storing in the body as, as glycogen. But that doesn't mean that carbs are making you gain weight because any carbs that you eat, you know, like there will be any, any carbs that are um, metabolized into glycogen will then be stored with an additional three grams of water. That's just how it works, you know? So it's not that carbs are making you gain weight as such so I think I was saying this I'm pretty sure I was saying this on the podcast last week please like correct me if I'm wrong um but that would be maybe where people had got the things cross-referenced and thinking that you know they had gained weight when eating a large consumption of carbs 
that would be where that would have come from. Or then when cutting out carbs, they would then see dramatic weight loss initially because the body is not storing additional water because there's no carbohydrates being eaten. But however, that's not something that can be kept up long term. So myth busted. Carbs do not get, make you gain weight. No one type of food makes you gain weight or no one type of macronutrient makes you gain weight. And then moving on from that, we then have all of the myths that were said were very varied, which I found really useful and helpful. So someone else said that fats are bad rather than saying, you know, fats make you gain weight, just said that fats are bad. So some fat is good. Not, uh, I can't remember, I think, I can't quite remember off the top of my head what the type of fat it is that is really, uh, it's not good for your body. Um, it's not good in general. It's actually banned from most foods. I can't remember off the top of my head. I should have, um, thought about this before and wrote it down um but that type of fat and having that in your diet um it isn't good for your body and it's not actually banned to have in most foods um in the uk and um in a lot of european countries i believe however it's not banned in america and i actually saw something on tiktok the other day i wonder if i can uh, find the name of the uh, fat that i mean the type of fat that i mean and um, whilst I say this, um, but I saw something on TikTok the other day that said about, so, you know, like America, like allows that type of fat within the food. It's not banned. However, the UK, it is In the UK. We have the NHS. So, you know, we have free healthcare, but in America, you have to pay for your healthcare. So they're not bothered. They're making money off of people having poor health, you know? So, but however, if our country, if the UK, then like has people eating certain food that is really bad for your health they then like the like the nhs has to pay the consequences of that which is you know is is free so um i thought that was something that was very interesting to hear um but i really can't remember off the top of my head which is quite bad um so yeah here we go i thought i had it up no i don't Anyway, moving on. So no, fats are not bad. Like dietary fat is important within your body and fat's important to actually provide your body with energy and support cell growth. And it's also very important to help with producing essential hormones in your body and supporting their function. So, you know, this is actually why um, when people go on a very restrictive low fat diet for a long period of time, um, females, um, sorry, people females when going on a low fat diet for a prolonged period of time can actually lose their menstrual cycle because the the dietary fat is important to help produce hormones and support their function and when we're not getting enough of that in our diet consistently i'm not talking about you know having a couple of days of low fat diet here or there but consistently over time this can lead to um, um females losing their menstrual cycle so dietary fat is important within our diet it is important that we do eat dietary fat um where i feel like so obviously the the type of fat that i was saying about that is banned um obviously it is not good for your health but it's not something that's even within our within our country um in food however people might have a kind of misconception that because fat is higher in calories that it is or foods that are higher in fat, are higher in calories, that that means that it is 
bad. Um, so fat contains nine calories per gram. So for example, carbohydrates and protein contain four calories per gram. So if you were eating 100 grams of protein, you would then be eating 100 grams of protein. Like say, for example, 100 grams of Oh God, I should have done the maths beforehand. So this is really annoying why I don't edit the podcast and it's probably probably hell on earth to listen to. I'm not going to do maths because I can't figure it out off the top of my head. But you understand that because fat contains nine calories per gram, carbohydrates and um, protein contain four calories per gram. Foods like foods that are higher in fat would be more calorie dense. So I feel like this is where the terminology like fattening or that's really fattening comes from like that's not a thing really you know like foods aren't fattening Overconsumption of food as we went through already is what causes fat gain eating in a calorie surplus is what causes fat gain so not just eating fat is, is causing fat gain fat dietary fat is important within our diet um so yeah it's easier that you would overconsume calories um, or to consume a lot more calories from food high in fat. For example, if you were gonna have peanut butter on toast, that would be a lot higher in calories than for example, jam on toast would, because jam is higher in carbs, is mostly like fruit, and peanut butter is peanuts, which is fat. So you see what I mean? So that is why that there'd be more calories in the peanut butter, but therefore you, like, you would probably feel the same amount of satiated between the two amounts of food, maybe somewhat more from having the peanut butter, but like volume wise, they would be the same, you know, just having the toast, but one would have more calories. So therefore you would eat more calories from having peanut butter on the toast than you would about having jam on toast. Does that make sense? I hope I'm being making sense with what I'm saying makes sense in my head the way I say it but you know I hope that makes sense and then the last one that I want to go through is about protein I feel this is really good because it's been very all-rounded with the things that I have spoken about today so the last um, myth that we had is that your body can only take up to 30 grams of protein at a time so when we consume protein, we're contributing to our amino acid pool, which is already within our body. Um, and that then synthesizes um, muscle protein. So the muscle protein synthesis is the response of muscle um, to a protein feeding or stimulus. So, you know, when you are the response of muscle within the body, when you have a protein feeding. So some will be broken down and used for energy if you're eating more than what is required for that. So about 20 to um, 30 grams. The research has claimed that your body would only synthesize 20 to 30 grams of protein in one sitting. But that doesn't mean that your body can't, you know, allow or take or, or, you know, use, utilize the rest of the protein that you consume. Um, It would just be metabolized and used for energy rather than muscle protein synthesis. So it's not a waste for you to eat more than 30 grams of protein in one sitting. However, if you were, it would be more advisable to spread your protein feedings amongst the day rather than, you know, having no protein in your, in like your breakfast and lunch and then having all of like 
80 grams of protein in one meal like that wouldn't be advisable and you probably would get a stomach ache as well um but yeah spreading your protein feedings throughout the day is it more advisable i always advise clients to have a serving of protein with one meal um with, one meal, with every meal and one snack and say if you were to have 20 to 30 grams of protein um in every meal and one snack you would have a great amount of protein for your average um female so yeah that is the last nutrition myth that i got in the question box so i hope that you enjoyed this podcast if you liked it then definitely let me know and i can do some more myth kind of busting podcasts i feel like it's uh, something that was a little bit different and good to just help you guys learn a little bit more about maybe some misinformation that you have been fed before um one thing that i think i've just thought off the top of my head that could be a good idea to do would be maybe mm, well i guess it's kind of the same nutrition myths and food rules but food rules are a bit more of like a personal thing that we might have instilled from like previous dieting so that I, I would say that they're quite myths they're more like you know things that we have instilled ourselves from previous dieting for example someone who may have like um a client of mine who she did slimming world she said to me the other day you know I I'm scared about eating smoothies. This is just an example. If you'd like me to do a podcast on this, let me know. Um, but it, yeah, she'd learned from Slimming World, or what Slimming World had taught her, that um, she'd be eating more calories if she blended the fruit um, in a smoothie, which isn't true. Um, but I understand why Slimming World does give some of their rules. For example, you know, it's a, it, your... A mashed banana is a sin, but a whole banana is free. And that is the reason why they confuse you like that is because it's easier to overconsume or consume more of a banana that is mashed than it would be to, like, you wouldn't eat, like, three bananas in a row, but you could eat three mashed bananas, like, in, I don't know, if you were baking something or something like that, which is what what I'm assuming that's where they kind of get that from. However, um, you know, I'm not spending this podcast throwing shade on Slimming World or anything like that. I think most people who follow me on Instagram will know my opinion of Slimming Clubs. Um, But yeah, if you'd like me to do a podcast similar to that, then do let me know. Send me a message on Instagram as I would love to hear from you. I love hearing from you guys when you tell me that you've been listening to the podcast and you've been enjoying it. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And I will speak to you all in the next one.